For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. When the blade races, it was on the 92. 1862 on a summer's afternoon. I took the bus from Barbaras, she was heavy laden. And away we went along Collingwood Street that's on the road to Bladen. Oh, me lads, you should have seen him standing. Passing the folks along the road just to see him standing. There are the lads and lasses there and all the smiling faces. Down the land of Scotsford Road to see the Bladen races. Welcome to darkness, my old friends. It is coming home, Newcastle. Your host, Greg Troxell. Follow me at NUFC underscore Greg. We are recapping our match against Chelsea. There's not going to be many positive vibes from this uh, this match, but it's something that we're all used to by this point. So uh, let's let's just get it started. Let's get this thing popping. We have the best damn calls in the land. Elijah Newsom. How are you, and how was your weekend? Um, you know, we out here in these streets, yep. nothing crazy. Uh, squad stuff, you already know what's going on. Um, I don't know. I mean, solid weekend is my dad's birthday weekend, so uh, that Happy was birthday, cool. Pops. Uh, yeah, young Chaunce in the building. He already knows what's good with it. Um, Greg, my sister says hi. She just came home from school for Thanksgiving, so oh. my sister says hi. Tell so her I said know. hello. My favorite person I, in your family. Oh. Yeah, of course. I'll do that. Um, and other than that, oh, no, I Chauncey woke... is, then your sister. Then your then mom. My mom. Then yeah, you. then me. Yeah. And then, like, the dog that we don't actually have is ahead of me as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, you know, typical uh, weekend for a Newcastle fan. Wake up, get disappointed, go back to sleep, <laughs> go by about your day. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, follow me on Twitter, at Elijah underscore Newsome. Um I haven't really been tweeting that much lately, so maybe I got to get back in the Twitter game. And then, of course, follow the main account at Coming Home in UFC to see all the latest Newcastle United news, all the hottest takes. Um, basically, me like deciding randomly that I'm going to tweet something. That's the mm. Coming Home in UFC account in a nutshell. Yeah, and at this point, just follow me for like youth takes. <laughs> like that's that's pretty much it. Um, U18s won five to nothing. Oh, so there you go. There's my take. Uh, let's get into this thing. It was zero for Newcastle, two oh. for Chelsea. Switch it up nice. one um, And we asked you, the people, to describe how this match went for you um, in three words. And you always deliver. There's, there's a lot. So I'm just going to read a select few, Elijah, if you yeah, want to. Read the highlights. Read the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... We got a lot of things surrounding Bruce. Some things like uh, Just Stu at Stu8966 says, how's the bacon? <laughs> Which okay. is now a yeah. famous quote in Newcastle. Uh, but like Andy Walker at Andy37LR says, need new manager. Uh, Louie Akers at Akers Louie says, Bruce the Clown. So you get a lot of those things. Um, and Two Rash Challenges podcast. What's up, y'all? at rash underscore podcast said same old story so uh a lot of that one person actually hold on let me see who it was 
Um, I just have to mention this. Oh, Toon Army San Diego at Toon Army SD2. Uh, their three words was C pinned tweet. And just for fun, I was like, yeah, let's see this pinned tweet. It's like oh, a paragraph. Of course. It's a paragraph, so it's not three words. Oh, oh, they try to cheat the system. Yeah. No. Longtime friends of the program trying to cheat the system. <laughs> you can't have that. No. No, no sir. Um, do you have any any great ones to mention? No, um, I don't even have them up. So So Kenny Wharton sits on the ball at Noel Pecker, one of the best handles. Yeah. That's, ever. Um we could just stop there, actually. He said Steve Roger Bruce, and then Keith Gray responded to it. Dinosaurs still roam. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. And then, yeah, a lot of Bruce, a lot of it. Uh, oh, uh, there's a great video of Dave Chappelle in here. Oh, good. Um, at Joker and UFC. Uh, absolute win for them. Uh, yeah, I think there's nothing else. It's really I'm just s- <laughs> absolute, just Bruce hate all on our tweet. Love that. I yeah. mean, that tends to be a common theme after losses. <laughs> yeah. And after after draws and sometimes after wins. <laughs> yep. Yep. Totally after wins. <laughs> <laughs> um, draws are usually the one time where he doesn't get the hate because we scored a last minute winner or a uh, point to get a last minute point. Um, and everyone's just happy that we got a point. <laughs> but wins like that was the worst win I've ever watched. <laughs> it's true. Uh, all right. Uh, so let's get into lineups. So, um, well, I'll, I'll just name the starting lineup and then you will take through it. Does that work for you? That's how we always do it. So I'm assuming yeah. it does because we say nothing's changed in literally three years never done this podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so we have Darlo, Mankio, Lewis, Clark, Lascelles, Fernandez, and then Hayden, Murphy, Sean Longstaff, St. Maximin, and Jolinton starting on the bench. We had Cher, Almiron, and Andy Carroll, uh, Gillespie, Shelby, Hendrick, and Emil Kraft. Elijah, go. Um, yeah, so I guess everyone's big worry was Callum Wilson. Um, and, of course, like, makes sense. Um, we kind of teased that he could be available, likely not going to be available, wasn't available, obviously didn't start, didn't play. So, that was obviously a big miss for Newcastle. And, excuse me, we kind of knew that um, McGowan was not going to play um, and because, like, he came back Thursday night and, you know, just not enough time in training. So I think that was – those were the two big things that were like, all right, not a huge deal, whatever. Um, obviously, missing Callum is a, is a big miss uh, because he, he brings so much to the side. He's responsible for – like roughly 60% of Newcastle's goal this season. I'm, that's a number I just made up in my head, but I'm sure that it's probably pretty close to that, at least half. Like he's got, no, it's, what, it's six? more than half. He has six and nobody else has two. I think we I think we have nine goals or nine or ten. So it's either yeah, I think, I think we have ten goals. Or, or it's a little bit higher. Yeah, so anyway, shout out to me, quick maths. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so that was cool. I, I also felt we were going to revert to the 5-4-1 because like, it was just so clear Alan St. Maximin was not going to be effective in that 5-3-1-1 uh, or 5-3-2, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so that was nice to see. And that is what happened. Like We did go back to the 5-4-1. Jolinson was up top. Huh? Ten goals. Ten, oh, there you go. So I was right. Uh, Jolinson was up top. N- nothing to really like – 
be, you know, he didn't mess up or anything. Uh, and Jacob Murphy uh, was out wide. And it was nice to see Javi Mankio back in, in the good graces. But also, I don't know, it, we can talk more about how individuals played, but also kind of makes me feel like Jacob Murphy might be a better right wing back than right midfielder based on like how he kind of played uh, this past match. But anyway, um, yeah, those are my thoughts on the, uh, the old lineup there. Yeah. And, and you predicted a lot of this would happen. So congrats to you. Yo, oh, yeah. By the way, I said, That's... Jeff Hendricks should not start, should not even be anywhere near the team. Shouldn't even play. And that's the one thing Steve Bruce took away from this. Yeah. Oh, and, and you playing said ASM out wide. Play. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, man, call yep. me Nostradamus. You, you got the lineup right, and I got the score. So <laughs> uh, both not – I mean, yours is better than mine. That's for sure. Uh, so we'll get into it now. Uh, the teams came out, and Chelsea started off. So it was actually a little bit of a nice start by us. Because uh, Jolton was was able to force a free free kick inside the half, and we won another. Um, we we got down to like where we were just like pressing early on, which usually we like to take our time and get into it. And nothing happens in the first fifteen minutes, but uh, we got a couple corners. Murphy and St. Maximin were playing well, uh, and then the formation kind of settled to that five four one. As Murphy on the right, St. Maximin on the left. Uh, and then Longstaff was hanging out with Isaac Hayden in the central midfield. Um, and then uh, St. Max and Murphy were actually like, they were really pressing high up the pitch in the beginning of this one, uh, which I thought was very interesting. Cause I did read an athletic article that uh, Newcastle has pressed the least amount of any premier league club since Steve Bruce has become manager. Um, did you read that Elijah? Yeah, that was that in that article about the uh, the an, the analytical breakdown of Newcastle yeah, under yeah. Steve Bruce. Such a good read. By the it way, if you so don't good. have a subscription to so the good. Athletic, what are you doing? I mean, oh, yeah. that is just top tier journalism. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't couldn't agree more there. Um, yeah, so a lot of uh, not a lot of pressing, but in this case, uh, we were using St. Maximin and Murphy's connection and pace to press high up on a five four one, which was. Nice to see. I'm a big fan of that always. So um, then we had, this is all within the first five minutes, y'all. And then Darlow uh, made a pretty insane save. And we've, we saw, we know how, how good Chelsea is when it gets down to it, but Werner got in behind LaSalle's and Fernandez and then got a shot at a pretty tight angle that, that Darlow was able to, to do well with. And uh, then the goal happened. Um, Newcastle were claiming there was a push, and we can talk about that. But um, goal goal happens pretty quickly into this match. Fernandez gets the own goal for it. Uh, it was at the back post, and Darlow tries to make like another good save, but he uh, tried to deny Abraham from a Hakeem Zayich cross, and then Mount from the corner is played in down the right, and he centered it. Fernandez parried it in, and he was under pressure from – it was Ben Chilwell, right? Yeah. Well, um, and Newcastle were, were claiming that there was a push. Uh, what do you think? Or give us your recap of that play. And and one, did you think it was a push? I guess the big question. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, real quick, I do have to give a shout out to the Chelsea Mafia that's listening to this. I have a select group of friends who I've mentioned on this podcast many times, and some of them are listening to this just to hear me be sad 
um, in their ears. So this is me being sad, Chelsea Mafia. That's what you get. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I didn't think it was a push. Um, I thought, I personally thought Fernandez was kind of already going down. Uh, I do think Chilwell extended his arms, but again, a little bit just, I don't know if that really was the reason, excuse me, Fernandez fell. I felt like he was already falling, kind of lost his footing. Uh, and obviously slow-mo exaggerates everything. So you can kind of either side of the coin, you could argue your case when everything's slowed down. Um, but I also think, and I think the NBC, the Peacock broadcast, shout out to the cock, um, they uh, they pointed this out. Fernandez could have cleared that if he like easily with his, with his opposite foot and just didn't. Um, so I don't know. I just feel like that is completely on Federico Fernandez. He's got to own up to that. Um, but again, woeful defending off a set piece, which again, that's a story of Steve Bruce, Newcastle United, Newcastle have been absolutely terrible defending set pieces. I don't have to say it. Greg said it for a year now. So, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not yeah. great. Um, yeah. And you know, uh, we'll, we'll move on now. And my next note was, uh, around the 15 minutes in, uh, that Dolanton wasn't too shabby early on here. Um, it was this play was where Murphy's shot was blocked and, and Chelsea looked dangerous on the break and um, like Abraham couldn't quite get there. Essentially it was like Mount to, I can't remember what it was, but, um, but Jolinton like had right before this, this counterattacking break, Jolinton was like doing very well on an attack for our own. He was holding the ball up, like making good runs when he wasn't on it, I was like, I made it up. I was like, Jolinton, okay. And then um, my 15-minute stats is Chelsea had 84.7% possession. They made 125 passes to Newcastle's 27, and they had four shots and our goal ahead. 15 minutes. <laughs> no, there's a there's a fun stat coming out of that, uh, which was Kurt Zuma had more passes. He had 58 passes. I think it was around the 25-minute mark they flashed this. He had 58 passes to Newcastle's 57 passes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And back. Yeah. It was it was pretty tough. And we you know, and when we got the ball, where did we pass it? The same problem with Hendrick, sideways or backwards. That's it. There's no there wasn't enough moving up front in possession. So I just mentioned Joel Linton. So Joel Linton had a couple good attacks, but like when we got the ball, there needs to be more movement up front. There has to be. Um, but like they can still try to like have like triangle is a very popular like thing in soccer. Like most clubs know how to do that. Like we won't even try a triangle. Like Jesus, like nope. that's how you get out of possession. Uh, and but- I think, I think what was equally as annoying was uh, you could see, especially in the first half. I mean, it was really just Conte in the midfield. Like, both Kovacic and Mason Mount were pushing up damn near as as like forwards at times. That's how high they were up the pitch. So it's like really, if Newcastle won the ball in the midfield, they could advance the ball forward if they just like literally looked up because Conte was the only one covering in the middle of the pitch. And yes, Conte is really really good, but Conte cannot cover three attackers at once. Like I, I just that that's the stuff that frustrates me. Is like there's even a recognition from the team or recognition from the manager to instruct him. Hey, by the way, when you see Mason Mountain Kovacic in your own box, like just know once you clear it, the midfield is going to be, it's just, there's one person there, like do something with that and advance the ball forward. And Newcastle didn't even have the guys to do that. Yep. 
Uh, and then we're, we're right around the halfway mark or the half hour mark, and we switched formations a little bit. So we went from a 5-4-1 to a 5-2-3. And uh, this was, I think, more to emphasize that we need to be pressing St. Max and Murphy even higher. I, that's the only difference I saw is like they were like Bruce was like saying, like, get up to both of them. So, um, and then uh, <laughs> a moment of hilarity is Jolinton tried to shot like a Hail Mary, essentially. Um, it almost trying, trying to, yeah, trying to lob the keeper. But uh, yeah, this like, honestly, yeah, like I don't mind taking that shot there. Like if you could tell the keeper, Mendy's out of position, why not? Throw one, throw him back was. there. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this one, I'm, I'm not doing it. I don't think I'm doing a good enough job to tell you how much of not a contest this match was. Um, like uh, I did another stat a little after the half an hour mark, 81.2% possession, 291 passes to 65. I mean, it's literally, uh, it's, it's domination. And, and Werner absolutely missed a one-on-one to make it two nothing at this point as well. Um, but let's talk about this one chance from Newcastle. It was uh, again, right sometime right after the half hour mark and the St. Maximin back heel. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and it was on for Anthony Robinson, not Anthony. Wow, Jamal <laughs> Lewis. Sorry, I, I'm racist. I just confused two light skinned black guys who <laughs> recently joined Premier League clubs. Um, uh, but it was for Jamal Lewis, uh, and just I mean, I feel like if, if I'll say this: if Keppa was in goal, that would have been a goal. I'll just leave it at that. Like it was, I think. St. Maxman made the right call there. I think it's a 50-50. Do you take the shot or do you lay it off? He laid it off, and Mindy just kind of read it and reacted quicker than Jamal yeah. Lewis could. Well, I, I don't think it was – I think it was a great idea by St. Maximin. I just don't think – no. I don't think any of our players expected him to do that. So I think everyone was, like, like shocked that the ball was just rolling there. And, like, I, there was, like, two players there, wasn't there, that could have taken yeah. a shot? Uh, but no one like stepped up, and then yeah, many many did make a good read, but we still had time to get a shot off. Uh, sure. That was just a bummer. That was just like a you just have to like expect the ball to can be anywhere, and <laughs> you have to react to it when St. Maximin is as it. But um, yeah, which again, think... players like McGovern and and Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser all have kind of been able to do, and have shown they've been able to do, even if it doesn't result in a goal. Uh, Calum Wilson and Miguel Amaron in particular have already kind of shown that they are expecting the unexpected when it comes to Alan St. Maxman. Yeah, yeah, totally. So that, that gets to the half, and there's no reason why Chelsea should be up one nothing. It should be more, but it's only one nothing. They they literally dominated uh, pretty much every statistical category that you can, can check for. And uh, uh, before I get your thoughts on it, the one tweet that I – pulled for this one was from the great George Calkin who said the most things I've done, the most fun things I've done in the last 24 hours. Uh, number one, absolutely everything else. Number two, 75 minutes of dental surgery during which a tooth was ultimately sawn out of my mouth. And number three was the first half of Newcastle versus Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. And that is, that is very correct. Elijah, what's your take on the half? I mean, it was, it was shit. So, <laughs> I mean, that, that's my take. My take. It was shit. Um, all right. Well, let's let's take a break then. We'll do the second half right after 
this. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a thing with the latest Newcastle news, gossip and social stories as they break. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. All right, Elijah, we're back. Second half, we're underway. Shooting towards the Gallagate. How'd we do? <laughs> and honestly, it wasn't that bad, uh, like at least to start. Like Chelsea wasn't dominating as much as the first half. I, That's just I don't time. know. I'm... Mm-hmm. Oh, do you disagree? That's fine. We had more no, possession no, in the first half. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Perf. And then um, it was maybe 10 minutes into the second half. Like how – like, how are we not losing to nothing? Um, Cher, like, he just, like, I don't know, like, it was walking in a park or something, like, just chilling, turning before trying to pass back to Darlow. And Werner just nicks in and grabs it 101, and he tries to square Zayech. But Clark. Okay, I see you. Like, I mean, that should have been 2 nothing in every sense yeah. of the word, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then there was a, there's another, like Mal um, was taking a corner and Zoom, Zuma jumped up and headed the ball wide. I was like, how did he not put that in the back of that? Zuma's good, man. Yeah. Um, and then we got our first, like, well, so at this point, we, so Almiron came on as a substitute uh, for, oh crap, I didn't write down who. Uh, oh, Mankio. Okay, so at this point, when Almiron came on, like, part – so, uh, to disclaimer, I did not watch this game live, so I knew what happened. But uh, re-watching this at a more convenient hour, uh, I was thinking to myself, like, holy crap, like, we should be absolutely losing this game by a lot. But here we are, one down, and Almiron's coming on. Like, absolutely could have got something out of this when you think about yes. it. Yeah, it, it, it did feel like uh, Chelsea um, – it was one of those where if Chelsea – it felt like Newcastle-Chelsea games in the past where yeah. if they if they could put it away earlier, like, then this would have been a no contest. Totally. But, like, it was just the fact that they kept missing chances just gave Newcastle a little bit of hope and gave fans a little bit of hope that we could, once again, nick a draw out of this, you know, see this out, blah, 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 walk away with the point. And then Steve Bruce says, oh, hard-fought battle. Um, but yeah, like you said, and then you bring Amaron on, you're like, all right, hey, we have a chance. And of course, at this point, this team's playing relatively well. Like, at least they're doing something in attack. Uh, it's it's better than not doing anything at all. The ball is moving forward. That's that's a positive. Yeah, no, totally. And then, but it was right after this sub is when it went up to nothing. Then it was Tammy Abraham. Great run by him. And Werner again, like, absolutely. He, he was all over against us. But um, it's... He, he just ran right through the middle of our defense, like from inside of Chelsea's own half. And he just kept going, kept going, kept going. He saw Abraham the whole way. Nobody else picked Abraham up and he just fed it off to him. And he actually, he clinged it off the post, but it was, I mean, a beautiful shot. Great, great goal. And Werner is, is also so good. It's true. Um, and also like literally right before this, um, Newcastle, when Almiron came on, he pressed and won a throw-in in our final third. And somehow, Chris Waugh pointed this out, and thank you, Chris Waugh, for pointing this out. 
because uh, I wrote it down. It was the only note I took from this game. And as you know, I don't take notes. No. But there was a moment where, like, they, they won a throw. It was in the final third. And then they worked it all the way back down to Darlow and then tried to work it back up the pitch again. And it's just like, what the hell are we doing? And that's when they ultimately turned it over. It was in that that sequence, that all two united. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then um... – Oh, Sean Longstaff almost got a goal. It's true. Dang. That hit the crossbar. That was cool. And then we uh, subbed off St. Maximin down to nothing um, for Andy Carroll. Uh, so the only – and uh, this is the uh, this is another – Chris Woff, great tweets today because this is a tweet from you. He said, uh, Newcastle sub St. Maximin off, Carroll on. The only logic I can try and apply to that is Bruce thinks this game is done. <laughs> yeah. So true. Like when you're down to nothing, you do not put on Andy Carroll. You put on Andy Carroll with one minute left in injury time, down a goal or tied with a set piece pending for us. True. That's when you put in Andy Carroll. Uh, um. Oh, yeah, there was a little change. Uh, Jolinton moved out to the left. Almiron was on the right. Carroll was in the center from that. And so it's like a 5-2-3, a three, front three. That That's uh, – I checked everything, and Chris Woff is usually good with the, those as well. And, like, he even said, I think. I'm not entirely sure that's the formation they're playing in, <laughs> which is hilarious because that's what it's like with us. And, really, that's it. Nothing was really happening. Chelsea just passing around. Always reassuring. Yeah, uh, and it was a it was an absolutely easy win for them, uh, and the scoreboard was way better than it truly was, and that's how it ended. Two nothing, Newcastle with only with six shots, one on target, and it was another tough one. Elijah, break them down. I mean, I think the the, the I think the most surprising thing uh, to many. Uh, I thought, and I guess this is kind of getting into player performances, but I don't really think there's going to be a best player or even really a worst player because everyone played terrible. Um, but Joel Linton, this was probably one of his best matches of the season. Uh, he led the team in chances created, which again was only two, but it was, it was he led the team in mm-hmm. chances created. I uh, had a couple opportunities to set up some folks to score. They couldn't really convert. I think he had that pass to Longstaff that, that ultimately hit the crossbar. He also had a shot that honestly was inches away from being in the top left-hand corner or it's wait top right-hand corner so I thought he played well but again it is really hard as an attacker to have any sort of uh, of of like decent match under Steve Bruce where like so much of the the play is quote negative like you talk about when Joel Linton or anyone is up and they're kind of alone in attack it's because our our forwards are being asked to defend so deep that it's like literally impossible for when Newcastle clear the ball to the midway, the midway point for our yeah. forwards to even like run up and join the attack because they're in there. They're literally running from their, their own six yard box. So um, it, it's, it's frustrating. Um, I think you and I have said enough about how frustrating yeah. it is to, to watch Newcastle. I'm sure our fans are tired of listening to us talk about it. So I think this is the last thing I'm going to say about Steve Bruce Everything else, I'm just going to start reading stuff from the athletic comment section and stuff I've seen on Twitter because, like, ultimately we are a podcast for the fans, so why why not just start 
by reading some of their stuff and their takes because it's not just us who feel this way. Yeah. I mean, I think oh. everyone is in the same boat, everyone except for Steve Bruce and Mike Ashley. And that's the unfortunate thing. Mike Ashley's never going to fire Steve Bruce. No. Uh, pro- well, unless it comes to – not now at least. Talk to me in April. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to take another break, and then we're going to do – wrap this thing up. Uh, we're going to do that right now. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews, and the best Newcastle videos and podcasts, download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. All right, so we get into quotes now. Uh, the Steve Bruce infamous quotes. Infamous quotes. Um, talking hard. Uh, but he said, we had one or two opportunities but didn't take them. Maybe in the first half, we were a little too deep at times. They're a very, very good side. And like I said, when you go – high up the pitch, they can really hurt you. There will always be grumbles. We had some important players missing, but Chelsea are a very good team. We had three good opportunities, and against the big teams, you've got to take them. I think it's pretty funny saying, like, we got three opportunities uh, when you should clearly have, like, at least ten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we got three opportunities that... in 90 minutes of a professional top-tier football <laughs> match. <laughs> oh, gosh. After spending, I guess, total in the past year, almost 80, mm, six, mm, yeah, almost 80 million, more than that, almost 100 million on your attacking players. Yeah. Th- three chances is not great. Uh, so, um, yeah. That's pretty much all we have to say about that. Uh, oh, I've got one. I've got one. I've got one. Okay. Um, you kind of, I think you read this quote, but I'm reading a quote from Steve L, uh, athletic subscriber commenter, um, not Steve Bruce, it's Steve L, which uh-huh. we should maybe start calling Steve Bruce Steve L because all he gets is the losses. Oh, hey. nice one, Elijah. Um, he says, Great article yet again, Chris. I'm rather, I'm getting rather tired of repeating myself, but in the period since Bruce took over Brighton Spurs, so, wow, okay. This guy under needs to understand punctuation. All right. I'm getting rather tired of repeating myself, but in the period since Bruce took over, Brighton, Spurs, and Southampton have all replaced their managers and have managed to transform their playing styles and outlooks. Before anyone pipes up about how Brighton are currently below us, just think of just think back to how the match against them went just a few short weeks ago. The guy has, the, has had the financial backing that previous custodians could only dream of and has us playing eye-bleeding football. A highlight of this article, which Chris Woff wrote about, Amron's agent and just read it it's a good article the highlight of this article was when Bruce said I'm not making excuses and then immediately made an excuse which Greg referred to when Bruce said I'm not making excuses but we've played three of the top six in the past few weeks or whatever yeah and uh yeah that's all the quotes uh stats <laughs> um we have failed to keep a clean sheet in nine straight home oh, Premier League match- matches. Um, that is the worst since 2007, 2008. Um, and also Kieran Clark played his first Premier League game since we lost 4 nothing to Arsenal back in February of 2020. Which which solves the the uh, the the age old like question that occurred since the last podcast. What the hell's going on with Kieran Clark since he played oh he's on the bench for uh He's on the bench for Ireland. You see, he's Irish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And uh, Greg was like, what the hell? Where is this guy? Why is he on the bench? Didn't and even know he was turns out, <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he was healthy and he yeah. played. So shout out to Karen Clark. Yeah. Um, also, congrats to Federico Fernandez for getting his goal. That's his fifth own goal of his career. Um, <laughs> three for <laughs> three for Swansea and two for us. Got, got one against Man City and one against Chelsea. That's his second own goal against Chelsea. So Jesus Christ. He's... He's, um, I was not prepared for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he scored four goals for Newcastle and he scored two against Newcastle while playing for Newcastle. There. How's that? Wow. That's, uh, <laughs> that's something. Um, it's also been 2,915 minutes since Jolinton has scored a goal in the Premier League. And Andy Carroll's Premier League run is 798 minutes. So um, 980 minutes in all competitions. So uh, well, that's, that's, that's some long goal droughts. <laughs> uh, in 538, oh boy. Um, how, how are we going to do? How are we going to finish? Not relegated yet, so that's good. Uh, we're they're predicting us to finish in 16th place at 40 points, and that would have Burnley behind us, and then getting relegated would be Sheffield United, Fulham, and West Brom. We have less than a one percent chance to win the Premier League, still. Hang on there. Uh, we have less than a one percent chance to qualify for the Champions League, a 22 percent chance to get relegated, and a four percent chance of a top 10 finish. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, and expected stats. Do you guys want to hear these, or is it just too brutal? <laughs> You're going to tell us. Okay, fine. I'll do it. <laughs> Pull my leg. Um, Newcastle got 0.37 expected goals, uh, which is better than 0.1, which they had <laughs> last game. Um, Chelsea had 1.82, so pretty much expected. Should have been a 2 nothing victory to Chelsea. Um, and that's what they got. Elijah, who led in XG for Newcastle? Um, excuse me. Uh, I This is tough because it is. I don't know if anyone registered a shot on target because I because I guess Sean Longstaff's technically wasn't. Joel Linton had two shots. Both were off target. So I'm going to go with Joel Linton. He would be second at 0.07, but first would be Alan St. Maximin at 0.14. Huh, that's interesting. With his his one shot. None of those are good numbers. No. (laughs) No. Basically, it said nobody was expected to have a goal. Um, And then expected assists is the person who passed it to St. Maximin, and that would be Jolinton at 0.16. Um. Going to more fun stats, we had 18% of the chances. We had one shot on target to their three. And uh, PPDA, we had 29.53. So basically almost 30 passes before we were able to break it up that they would that they would allow. We, Newcastle defenders would allow in our own half. And expected points, 0.33 for Newcastle, 2.49 for Chelsea. And that leads us to the Premier League table where we're in 15th. 
Brighton, Burnley, Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield are below. Elijah, who is your most disappointing player for Newcastle United? I mean, I, I kind of alluded to this earlier. I don't I don't really have a player that I felt like played worse than anyone else. I felt like everyone kind of stunk. Uh, I I mean, I think it was like bad and then slightly less than bad. Like, I think Joel Linton, slightly less than bad. Miguel Amron, slightly less than bad. Carl Darlow, slightly less than bad. Everyone else, just normal bad. Um, it, it, but again, it, it feels like to this point, it's really just not the players. It's it's the system that they're being played in or lack thereof. And it's kind of even more evident when you can't even like really single out individual players. Like I think, yes, Bruno Fernandez made a mistake. He had the own goal, but like, like, I don't know. I feel like Newcastle still would have lost if that own goal didn't go. Like, Chelsea were threatening. Like, and they dominated the first half. And that's not on Federico Fernandez. Like, that's a product of a bad system. Similar to last week against Southampton. Well, two weeks ago against Southampton. Where it's like, yes, ultimately the goals came because of bad giveaways. But the bad giveaways only occurred because the system that these players were being put in was so bad that, like, ultimately those giveaways occurred. And even if those giveaways didn't occur, Newcastle's in, in, like inability to deal with the press would have resulted in Southampton scoring once again. So I don't know. I don't really have a worse player. And like I said, I've already named my less than bad players uh, already. So we can kind of keep it pushing unless you've got someone you felt was so bad. Uh, yeah, I'll just mention Federico Fernandez and Javier Manquillo. And uh, oh, and Fabian Chair. Fabian Chair deserves to be down there. Just or just lazy, um, but uh, and man buns. Don't 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 rock the man bun if you're not going to have a swag to go with it. Uh, uh, on who scored? No Newcastle player got a seven or higher. Um, so yeah, to kind of let you know how today went. Uh, mm. Any any parting words? Any last thoughts, Elijah? <laughs> yeah, I'll read. I'll read Robert M's last thoughts. Yeah, uh, this is yes. this is great. I love this. Bruce talks about being a supporter of the club. If he truly cared about the club and the fans, he'd take some time to actually listen and understand how severely his tactics are demoralizing the fan base. We're not asking to go toe-to-toe with Chelsea. We're not demanding free-flowing, expansive football or end-to-end attacking. Well, he's not. I mean, me and Greg are, but that's a different story. Uh, We just want some fight, passion, excitement, assertiveness, a genuine intent to win. He's made watching us the most painful, frustrating, and embarrassing I can remember. He really should be ashamed. What frustrates me the most is that he has the squad to play his front two fast wide men, one off the front man, but he never sets off that way. He never sets us up that way. As alluded in the, to in the article, how does anything he's done this season progress us to his desired approach? He should settle in a formation and an approach. He should settle in on a formation and approach hopefully with some aggressiveness and assertiveness and keep playing it with only minor tweaks tailored to the opposition, get some consistency, let people learn their roles, watch, learn, adjust. Don't rewrite the script every game. Wow. That sounds familiar, Greg, doesn't it? That's crazy how that works. I've gone from adding the caveat of seems like a nice guy, just a bad manager to absolutely despising the er (laughs) ignorant, arrogant, delusional, defeatist, defeatist shit. Oh, Oh, that's what the, Okay. Okay, sorry, I'm going to reread that. I've gone from adding the caveat of seems like a nice guy to just a bad manager. Oh, sorry. 
Seems like a nice guy, just a bad manager to absolutely despising the ignorant, arrogant, delusional, defeatist shit. If he had any decency, he would quit. Until he does, hashtag Bruce out. Um, and if anyone cares what Chris Waff said, he basically echoed the sentiment that, yes, he should settle on a style and system. Furthermore, just proving the point, Steve Bruce has no style or system. He just says he wants to play attacking football and literally does nothing to get to that level. He's just like, oh, we're going to play attacking football. He's manifesting it. And manifesting just doesn't work when you're a professional football manager. Absolutely correct. And that will conclude this lovely episode. Um, We'll see you a little bit later this week for our news recap, but that's going to conclude our Chelsea recap. I'm your host, Greg Troxell. That's the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsom. And we'll see you later this week. Boy, the lads. Love you guys. cold up there in summer. It's like sitting inside a fridge. But I wish I was on the case side looking at the old-time bridge. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of your own brown hill I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the club again I'll brave the dark at St. James's Park If the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home And I'm proud to be a Jody. To live in Jody land Some people think we're body And we're hard to understand And they say it's just self-pity And we're not so very tough Cause the people in the big fat city Haven't had it tough as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine I'd walk the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of the river Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been a weird I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound And me mother saying, hey, how weird I'm coming home And I miss the old blind busker Who stands at Fenwick's door He plays a mean accordion You've all seen him there before the Jody heroes, there's so many famous names like Lindisfarne in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gates at Games. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again, I'll brave the dark in St. James's Park at the Gallagher's end in the rain. I'm coming home. Newcastle, you can keep your London wine. I walk the streets all day. I'll meet for a bottle of the River Tyne. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I wish I'd never been away. I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound. Any mother seeing any how I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll meet for a bottle of your own brown ale. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again, I'll pray of the dog is in James's pocket, the Gallagher's end in the rear, I'm coming home.